Susie, nice to have you back on the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. So what, the Southern Vipers is turning into a home and away from home for the White Ferns, <laughs> eh? Yeah, we've, um, we've done pretty well in the three years it's been running. The first year we had Sharon McGlashan and Morn Nelson, and now um, I've been able to sneak Amelia Kerr in the lineup, which is pretty exciting. So how do they handle that? Um, I mean, I guess you know, like it's her age. I'm kind of thinking of what is you going to? She going to come and like uh, hang out with you for a little bit on the couch and then get her own flat, or like how does it work? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the one thing I did say to them when they asked me about her availability was that it was her last year of school and she already spends a lot of time off school for White Ferns. So I didn't know if uh, her parents or the White Ferns were going to think it was a good idea, but they've. Um, managed to let her go for a few more weeks off school and we get put up in sort of a flat apartment type accommodation so I might have to keep an eye on her and just uh, make sure that she's um, behaving but I think she she's pretty mature for her age and there's some other younger girls in the squad. So what do you think will be different about the environment that she's walking into from the cricketing life she's known so far? I think um, being an overseas player just presents um, a whole new set of challenges. You, you're out of your comfort zone. You, you don't know all the coaches and players around you. And, and being an overseas player, there's that expectation that you're going to perform every game. That's sort of why they get you in. But um, from what I've seen of Amelia so far at the international level, is she's got a pretty good head on her shoulders and nothing really seems to phase her. She just doesn't overthink it and gets out there and plays cricket, which she's done all her life pretty well. Hey, Susie, how many overseas imports actually play in this competition across the six teams? Yeah, you're allowed three each team, so um, there's six sides, so yeah, 18 overseas players get picked up, so for her to be, I guess, considered in the top 18 in the world is pretty exciting for New Zealand cricket's future. Uh, it was pretty cool to see, and you've just come back from the IPL, and it was pretty cool to see uh, a, a double header. Um, uh, I think it was on the weekend where they had to go there. They had the women's game beforehand. Tell me about the IPL in India for you. Yeah, it's been a bit of a wind week. We um, we probably only found out about it about two weeks ago um, that there was the possibility of an exhibition game before one of the IPL matches. and. Yeah. Ten overseas players were flown over pretty quickly. There were five Aussies, um, myself, Sophie Devine and Leah Tahuhu, and then a couple of English players flew in, and two teams were made up. We trained for a couple of days and played <laughs> yesterday, so it was um, all over pretty quickly, but um, it was a pretty good game. It went down to the last ball, and I think the exciting thing is that they're thinking about having a women's IPR in the future and that was the start of something um, to hopefully kickstart it. Was, was your feeling after that 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 might be how they present that then from then on, that they will be double-headed games with, with IPL and, 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 you know, male and female? Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of a funny one at the moment. I think the, the Big Bash has done double-header games to start with and now their thinking is that a standalone competition for the Women's Big Bash might be better. I think initially uh, with the IPL to get momentum, you probably do want them to be um, side by side, but I think in the future with the way that Indian Women's team's been going and the profile they got since the World Cup, they might be able to do uh, a standalone women's IPL around the same time as the men's game, which would be pretty cool to be a part of. Yeah, and I th- is it fair to say too, uh, Susie, that the 2018 competition in, in England is actually 
picking up full televised matches. Most of these games are going to be televised, which has not been the case in the past. Yeah, I'm, f- I'm pretty sure, if not all of them, at least their live streams. So more and more of the games in the professional leagues are being televised. And our tour of England is also being televised back home and in England. So there's just more opportunity to watch the game. And it seems nowadays that if you're um, playing all around the world, it seems to be broadcast, which just gives um, the fans and I know family back home more opportunity. They don't have to do so much travel anymore. Hey, way to go, Susie. All the very best and uh, in that competition. And thanks for joining the Radio Sport Breakfast this morning. And look after Amelia for us, all right? <laughs> yeah, I'll try. I'll make sure she does your homework. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be... I mean, I wish I was that good at sport. When I was 17, I could bugger off from school yeah. and earn a living playing sport. Why don't you go to the other side of the planet and do that professionally? All right. Yeah. Uh, also, Amy Satherwaite is the captain of the Lancashire team. So this is a six-team competition. I read out the teams before. Mm. They play each other once in a round-robin format, and then there's a finals day where two plays three for the right to play one. Twelve matches are going to be televised in the UK for the upcoming competition. So that's a big step in the right direction for women's cricket to match what we had for the rugby players yesterday, 7.51.